Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello everyone, I'm Dani Stroilova, a European economist for BNP Paribas Markets 360, and I'm joined by Spiros Andriopoulos, senior European economist. Today we're here to discuss the Eurozone labor market, how it's managed to stay resilient through two subsequent shocks, the pandemic and an energy crisis, and what that means for the European Central Bank and its current rate hiking cycle. It's currently Monday morning in London and in Frankfurt on the 3rd of April, 2023. To get us started, Spiros, can you give us some insight on the current state of the Eurozone labor market? Where does it stand relative to history and how does it compare to its peers? Thank you, Danny. As you say, the Eurozone labor market has managed to stay tight even in the face of an energy crisis. Unemployment rates remain historically low and vacancy rates unusually elevated. However, post-pandemic labor market tightness is by no means exclusive to the Eurozone. The US labor market is also very tight. But we see similarities and differences in the drivers behind labor market tightness. One difference is labor market participation. In the US and the UK, we have seen a decline in labor force participation since the pandemic, driven by early retirement and long-term sickness. In the Eurozone, on the other hand, participation has actually improved. But speaking of differences, Danny, how much of these differences across regions are due to pandemic-related policy, you think? Differences in policy definitely played a role. The Eurozone opted for furlough schemes, so unemployment never actually increased by much, while the U.S. provided benefits directly to households. But it's by no means the only driver. Overall, we find multiple key factors behind the tightness of the Eurozone's labor market. First, aggregate demand has remained strong, in turn supporting labor demand. This, by the way, is something the Eurozone has in common with the U.S., even if demand in the U.S. is even stronger. Second, labor shortages and sectoral mismatch have played a role. As a result, we expect the labor market to remain fairly resilient going forward. And what evidence do you see of these structural drivers and why are they important? Well, let me start by emphasizing that measures of labor scarcity are currently historically elevated in the Eurozone. Firms citing labor as a limiting factor is at all-time highs. We think that this is at least partially due to the demographic transition, which has already started in the Eurozone and only looks set to intensify over the coming years. This could explain the rising long-term trend of labor scarcity in those corporate surveys. But it may also explain some of the labor market's resilience to recent cyclical shocks. When workers are hard to come by, you don't want to fire them. When it comes to mismatch, we've seen the dispersion of labor shortages across sectors increase a lot over the last year. When dispersion increases, some sectors have become more labor-constrained than others, suggesting the presence of mismatch. And what do you think this implies for the Eurozone labor market going forward, Danny? Demographics will intensify as a driver, and we see no obvious reason for mismatch to reverse in the near term. So these factors are likely to keep the Eurozone labor market tight for some time. And even if the recent market dislocations were to make banks more cautious in lending, it's far from clear that this would be enough to alleviate tightness in the labor market. 
Spiros, what does this ultimately mean for the ECB? The bottom line is that the ECB has more work to do, at least in our base case, where markets stabilize. That's because labor market tightness is, of course, a key determinant of aggregate wage growth. While elevated uncertainty could do part of the ECB's job for it by reducing demand in the economy, you're telling me that demographics in mismatch are important drivers of labor market tightness. And these factors are more structural rather than related to demand. So they may keep up pressure on wages and ultimately the ECB. Thank you, Spiros, for joining me today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation or any form of advice from BMP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.